0: In the last episode of the Parallel Success Podcast, where we help persons like yourself effectively balance work and school with as little stress and burnout as possible, we discussed the theme, how to actually study. Many of you have been engaging with that and responding to me telling me you didn't know that there were so many steps in the study process. You you were kind of amazed that studying even starts before you even go to class. Very much appreciate your support. Warms my heart. And... In doing so, the hope was to arm you with the information necessary to make this semester the most rewarding and fulfilling one you have had yet. So, I'm trying to continue in that trend. And in this episode of the Parallel Success Podcast, we are considering two specific topics. How to actually focus in class and what are the best ways in which you can take notes, note-taking. So, this is going to be a follow-up to the previous episode, episode 29, How to Actually Study. If you haven't listened to that one, go and listen to it before you listen to this one. And as is usually the case, if you are cleaning the house, if you are washing the dishes or walking your dog. Someone even told me last night that they listened to the podcast while doing work. I hope it's not distracting you, by the way. Whatever you're doing, if you are, even if you're on the way out and you need to download the podcast and listen to it so you can be on your way, do so, enjoy. Please do not forget to apply the information because it is actually, I think, pretty valuable. And to this point, you have communicated such. So do enjoy, maybe get a pen and paper, and I will see you. Or no, you will hear me at the end of this episode. Enjoy, guys. <laughs> welcome, welcome to another one of these virtual lessons. And we, this is a the lesson following up with reference to the study process. In this video, in this session, we are going to be talking about how we could more effectively focus in attending classes and lectures. Right. So we're going to specifically be talking about four areas, right? The two sets of distractions we have, right? The two sets of distractions we have and the two set environments we usually would have class in our, you know, lectures, right? So we're talking about first external distractions, right? Right. We're talking about first external distractions. Then we're going to be talking about internal distractions. And then obviously we're going to be speaking about online class and then we're going to be speaking about class in person, right? And I don't want any comments about the, the budget use in this video. There's a reason I did not use the whiteboard and I'm using paper, et cetera. But anyhow, um, just some general uh, overarching advice given internal distractions, of, uh, external online class or not, right? Uh, this is with reference <clears throat> that we could use in all situations. Um, prepare before class. We talked about that before in the previous um session, but there's a reason why we would advocate, or I, uh, you know, we I advocate that you should review what material you're going to use in class. Right? It's not just because science backs it up, but we've seen our students who've done so perform i um, significantly better. I'll be able to focus significantly better when in class because they know what is going to happen. They see areas which say, okay, I try to do this on my own and I probably do not understand it as well. So this is a question that I should probably ask because when I went through the notes, this gave me difficulty, right? And in addition, minimize distractions. Please don't be on your phone or like chatting with your friend. Like your phone probably should more than like it should be on silent. Um, multitasking in these situations is going to be detrimental because you could have just probably paid attention for the hour or two. Now, if you're distracted in class, you're going to make up, you're going to use more time to make up for what you did not understand in class, right? And be specific with the intentions you have going into each class, right? This session, I may just be trying to take more effective notes because I know this specific topic is going to be on the exam. Or I'm trying to get more clear and understanding of something that we're going over and these st- two or three set of questions I must ask before the end of the lecture. So going into a class, a lecture, please have some set intentions, what you want to get out of it, right? And that's going to help tremendously. Um. In addition, uh, uh if you're in class and there's, you know, you feel the focus winning, take a little break reorganize yourself you could go for a little walk or whatever the case is but if you try to push through when you know you're probably at your limit with reference to how long you can focus um it's kind of not going to be as effective if you were to just disengage for a minute two minutes you know go take a walk outside go to the bathroom come back um that is is going to be a lot more beneficial and lastly with reference to before class um please do not eat like large meals before class because they are going to spite your blood sugar. Then you're going to get tired and then all your energy can be using your stomach to digest your food and the brain ain't got as much capacity to focus. So yeah, if you are have if you, if you do, if you can avoid scheduling class around lunchtime or when you eat, please don't eat a large meal because it is going to come back to haunt you. So (laughs) let us first talk about external distractions, right? Let us first talk about the, the external right it's anything that is not dealing with you it's your environment that is has no don't have the potential to distract you or to interfere with your focus in this um, lecture right so what you're going to need to do create a distraction free zone right so when in an online presence obviously this is going to mean that probably you're more than let like your Sharoni should be tidy right and If you're like me and you know that you're easily distracted, have your monitor, your laptop facing against a wall so that your 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 field of view is narrower and there are less things to distract you. Okay, because if you don't place it against a wall and you have it in the middle of the room and there are all these things around, you're likely to be easily distracted. And yes, please tell family or friends if you're doing sessions online at home, you know, leave you alone. If not, you got to go to labor or something if that is not possible, right? In addition, if you have the ability to um, schedule your classes strategically, I just spoke about with reference to lunch, right? You know, but if you know you're more productive at certain times and have the option, if you're a full-time student, have classes, lectures more centered around when you are most productive. Those of you who are part-time students and have to work, may not have this option so you don't have uh you don't have (laughs) you can't rely on this so i ask you to you know sparingly rely on coffee or other things if you can um in those situations it may be beneficial if you can you know to get a little workout before a class because that's going to have the energy levels high and going to be no more laser in and focus in your session if possible right good so internal distractions um for for some of us not as easy to um <laughs> to come back or to overcome um you're going to need to prepare mentally right uh in the sense that uh you you may not have you your 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 lecturer or your teacher or whoever the person is your tutor may not explain things the way you want right so there may be a tendency to get frustrated when you're in a class and you are like put his buddy talking and they're running through all the information. So when you get in a class that that does not surprise you that you have already like mentally prepared. And again, this is why engaging with the material beforehand helps because if you skim over to the reading or some of the introductory videos for a specific topic, um, this can help spark a proper foundation for the learning that you are about to receive. Even if your teacher in your words thing is not effectively doing their job. Right. And for those of you who are like me and so like all over the place and high energy, um, look into like having some sort of, I don't want to say relief or release, but like what I used to do is like click on my pen because like, you know, I can't keep quiet. Some people, you know, bounce their leg or other things. I've seen even some people use like fidget spinners. And, but we just want it to be discreet. You don't want it to be anything to, you know, distract from the class specifically because then, um, Uh, you're kind of affecting other people and their experience. And we don't want to do that, of course. Right. But, um, yeah. And that, that is what the best advice I can give with reference to internally. Um, if you do the proper like visualization before class and mentally prepare before you go to class, that's great. Like hopefully your schedule is not every single time, um, Class to class to class to class. And again, most of us don't have that option. It is just take a little two, five minutes. Think about what's going to be happening in the next class, how you're going to go through it, and how you're going to be make the best of it, right? So we talked about external, internal. So how does this apply first now to our in-person classes? And obviously, hybrid is going to be a mixture of the two. But with reference to in-person classes, how is, is this applied? Well, obviously, if reference to your external distractions when you are in person. Do not sit in the back. For under no circumstances, sit in the back of the class because then anything anyone does in front of you, how small or how distracting it may be, is going to affect you, right? As we sit in the front of the class, similar to when you are in the online space, sit, have the monitor right against the wall because the same thing, it narrows your field of view. There's only one body that you're going to be focused on if you're sitting on the front, if you sit on the back. Everybody that walks through that door, everybody that gets to go to the bathroom is going to be a hindrance to your focus, all right in addition uh i I don't want to say it like don't sit by your friends or whatever the case is, but <sighs> I want you, yes, you, to keep pace with all the inspiring content here on the parallel success podcast because by by tuning in and staying connected you have indicated, you have raised your hand and said, I am on a journey of growth. So by following and turning on notifications, wherever you're listening, whatever platform you're on, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever, you are going to be able to receive regular updates and motivation to ensure your success on this journey in balancing work and school. So I look forward to you hitting that follow button, hitting notifications and seeing you be the first person to listen to the next episode of the Parallel Success Podcast. If, if you know that they're hindering you too, God, leave them out. <laughs> right. Also make eye contact with the teacher, get involved in the discussions in the class. If you're prepared well enough, you're going to have a couple of questions that you want to ask. Right. And that is going to be able to help you maintain that focus um, in person. Right. And again, now we're going to online classes. Right. Oh, sugar. Right. Now we're going to online classes kind of talked about it before but ensure where you are um conducive to you learning in addition there you have make sure you have recordings because that's one of the benefits of online class if you're in a hybrid environment and you're in person try to get it on the recordings as well also what could be great right now is we have with the advance of technology we have a lot of virtual note-taking tools so you can try to focus more on understanding what is going on in class rather than having to focus as much on taking as best notes as possible. Class is for understanding. That's the whole point. You're not going to have the lecturer or the teacher when you're revising in any other instance outside of like probably like um office hours. But this is your time to get clear on anything you may be unaware of. And that is why um, the preview and trying to understand is a little more important at this stage than note taking, right? Every single word. Do not write down what they say Forbidden, please. Right. So just to recap, um, we want to be as focused as possible being in class. How we can do so is by ensuring that our environment is conducive online, in person, sit to the front, make sure that the room is tidy. Do the session, beat, you know, facing a wall or something like that. Um, external distractions, friends, sitting down in the back, all that sort of stuff, got to cut it out. Um, internal, mentally go through. Where you think you're not being able to focus, you know, tackle it, mentally prepare, visualize, visualize yourself actually accomplishing what you want to do in class. And that is obviously done by setting clear expectations and goals for what you want to do. So if you keep all this in mind, you should no doubt be a little more effective in how you focus in your next class, in your next lecture, and it should help immensely. So what we're going to talk about next is how to take effective notes, know that we've gotten that focus delved in. So, yeah, i um, will see you in the next one. <laughs> welcome, welcome to another virtual lesson of the 21-Day Stress-Free Scholar course. And we are talking about note-taking today. Purpose of this lesson specifically is to show you how you could more effectively take your notes you know, level up the note taking so that you retain more information when you are in class, um, in those lectures and in addition, so that you perform obviously better when it's time to revise, you have a good foundation to study from and revise and not even just for exams, but just for the natural application and knowledge that you want from whatever you're studying. So two things we want to do, two don'ts, we talk going only two don'ts then we can talk about the do's. Do not want you to, in taking your notes, um, rewrite everything that has happened in class. You're, you're not a copyist. You usually have a PowerPoint presentation. You probably have a digital or physical copy, or uh, reference work that the class is done from. Usually how this thing works. If you rewrite everything in class, you are just making copies of these three things instead of learning, which means you are ineffectively using your time and energy, which is the worst thing you can do as a student. So we want you to be better than that. So number one, do not rewrite everything or all the material that tries to happen in class. Um, We're going to tell you what to do instead. Second, do not overly rely on your notes. Yes, we're talking about how to better note take and whatever, but your notes are just, it's just one cog in the entire machine of how you can learn more effectively and be a better student. So do not overly rely on your notes, right? Rereading your notes, rewriting your notes is not the, it is not effective. We talked about that earlier. We debunked that earlier. So we're showing you that this is just one piece of the puzzle. Good. So what should you do? Well, first, you want to make your notes a little more visual, if you can. And you know, none of, none of us are Picasso or you know great artists, but where you can see elements, where you can have a more visual element of your, your notes. So you're in bio, and you're talking about human body, you're talking about the organ. Draw the organ, right? Um, if you are, and that's just one example, obviously you cannot do this in every single case, right? Is we're talking about business, you know, I would draw money or a, a, a building, physical building. No, but where possible, if they are graphs, create graphs, create charts, create, um, flow charts, even right. Or just a visual representation of what you're talking about. Um, the reason being is that as human beings, we better, Remember images than just words. So, like, if I showed you a paragraph right now to, and asked you to read it word for word, or showed you an image, um, and asked you to describe it after the fact, you'd be better suited to describe the image than verbatim, like, tell me about what was in the paragraph. So, have a, more visual elements into your notes. And how can you do that? Well, there's a technique called the mind map method. So, in addition to you drawing everything, your graphs and whatever, in some instances, when we're, we're, Kind trying to talk about certain topics that may have a subtopic. So I am in talking about biology, and we talking about the human body. Um, we may talk about the organs, and then we may talk about the nervous system, and then we may talk about other things. So hopefully, there's an image on the screen displaying this. I hope so. <laughs> but there's one central topic, and then you have like branches branching out to other topics, and then those could be subtopics, and then subpoints, and that is just a way to give you a visual representation, how everything connects. Cause that's something we obviously struggle with for students, how to connect this topic to that topic, etc. But when we do that, we have a visual representation. We kind of get all this stuff that's in our head on the paper and it is a little more easy to analyze and then remember and retain said information, right? So as you continue learning, you're gonna add more details to each branch given, you know, um, what topics you're doing. Um, and this is going to help you again, visualize the connections and different concepts, which is going to un- help with your understanding of the entire material and then your ability to recall or retrieve that information, um, that you have stored when necessary. Uh, the second thing, the second method we're going to talk about is the Cornell method. We're only reviewing two because it's probably the only the two you need. You can make your own adjustments as necessary. The second is called the Cornell method. I can talk about the Cornell method, and then we're going to talk about how we kind of doing like a hyper Cornell method. In the 1950s, um, this dude created this way to take notes um, with reference to, again, not rewriting everything that was said, but also having a, a function of writing questions in class and then answering them at a later date. And it's kind of a hack because if you... Let's say we're talking about the quadratic formula. Instead of writing down the equation for the quadratic formula, if instead I ask questions like, what is the quadratic formula? What does the x squared stand for? What does the x stand for, right? What is the function of the, the c in this equation, etc." Um, It is going to then help me to try to remember what was discussed in class. And if I don't remember, I can just make a note on it from revising the material, right? So you instead of just writing in what it is, you kinda have a height you, you kind of bridge both gaps. You you do take notes, but then you also kind of merge it with a way to study, which is at the best of both worlds. So what he did, um how he would describe the Cornell method, if you had a page, you'd make a column on the left hand side close to the margin, and then one at on the bottom again close to the margin. Most like um thing, paper. Anyhow, hopefully there's an image on the screen describing it right now. <laughs> but um, in the biggest part of the, pa- the paper, you would write your notes or like the most important points. On the left-hand side, you'd write the questions you have from se- said class or lecture, and the bottom portion of the, the page, you would answer those questions at a later date. What I would advise you to do, given that we are in the age that we're in, is that you probably shouldn't have a physical copy of your notes. You should have a digital copy and do the same thing. Note the important points in between when you know that there's an important point, create some questions underneath that um instead of writing out the the, the topic entirely. I uh, later it come back and try to answer those questions. A great hack or a great cheat code that I have seen, and we're gonna have a resource a little later inside the um the course to help you with this, but how you can leverage artificial intelligence so if you have a you know you were on a on a Google Doc or somewhere else. Um, you put in the important points and you have questions and what, what else is the case? You can then upload this information a lot easier into some of these artificial intelligence platforms that like chat GPT or Bard AI that could then create a bunch of questions based on the notes you read or more effective questions for you. So when it's time for you to revise, right? So I would advise. Again, if you have the option to have online, online, online notes instead of physical notes, because then you can do more with it after the fact. Add images, right? Add little PDFs inside of it. All this sort of stuff. And there's stuff that, um, I can leave a document down below on how you could best do this and then leverage artificial intelligence to do so. Um, a lot of platforms that some persons use now are like Notion. Notion is a good place to start. But if you want to base it like me, I just use like Google Docs and stuff like that. So just to quickly overview, Um, do not rewrite everything that happens in class, right? Make your notes more visual. If you can do diagrams and graphs, awesome. Also do some form of my maps if that works for you, right? More importantly, do not allow this opportunity to pass when you are in class to create questions on the things that you are not familiar on so that when you do come to revise, oh, I already know I have to answer these questions. And in finding the answers to those questions, they are going to be more cemented in your mind and you can recall those answers at a later date. That is what we're going to talk about next. So do stay tuned. We're going to talk about active recall and then space repetition. But note taking is important. It's just a foundation, but you can make the best foundation possible so that when you build on top of this, when you come to study, it's going to be awesome. So again, thanks for your time. I can see you in the next virtual lesson. Peace, peepers. So if you very much enjoyed this episode and you want to get more information on what was just mentioned, Active Recall, check out episode 25, The Two Learning Techniques Every Student Should Know. So this is only if you have already listened to the previous episode, episode 29, How to Actually Study. If you want to go to an episode that Talks already about Active Recall, go to episode 25. That is where you should go after listening to this one if you want to listen to another episode of this podcast. So... Hopefully if you were paying attention and not just listen, <laughs> I hope something stood out from what you were able to just listen to. You have more information now than you did at the beginning of this in this podcast. And so that you can make it worth it and you didn't just waste the last twenty minutes of your life, just see a few key takeaways that you can implement. I ain't telling you to review this podcast every single day and make this like you knew like Bible and part of you, like you morning routine. No, I'm not not telling you that what stuck out to you there was there had to be something that when you heard it was like oh I am not currently do that I should probably start doing that because that is gonna make me a better student. It's gonna help me focus better in class and that's gonna help me take better notes that will help me in my study process when engaging that. Right? Whatever that is, try to do that. As usual, um I said previously the parallel success the hope is to show that you can have p par- success in, in, in two arenas. As a student and in your professional and secular life, the balance is possible. Juggling the two is very much possible. Um, I'm coming, I'm trying very hard since this semester just started. I want to come at you with three podcasts a week and it's in a lollygag podcast that is just like watered on stuff. I want to come with you with rich, engaging, educational, but still like fun stuff. Like I can can show like me in it. And I very much thank you for taking the last 20, 20, 22 23 minutes every day to spend with me that means so much. So, if you have engaged and liked this episode, follow, turn on the notifications so that when the next episode comes out, you can be one of your first to get there. And as usual, reach out to me. We're trying to get um, um, grow the community as such. If you're someone who very much likes all of this stuff, follow on IG at weblearn. I got something hella special coming to everybody here that could benefit from another free resource. Yes, another free resource for Brando- Web WebLearn coming in February. So stay tuned and I will hear you in the next episode of Parallel Success Podcast. We show persons like yourself that the balance between work and school is possible and you can do so with as little stress and burnout as possible. See you in the next one. Recommend to a friend and do enjoy the rest of your fantabulous day. Peace out. <laughs> I want you to transform your academic experience. And the best way that you could do so is by joining our free course, the 21 Day Stress-Free Scholar. In this course, you're going to learn the essential study techniques, time management strategies, and even personal development skills to excel in school while maintaining your overall well-being. You can enroll now for free and kickstart your journey to academic success at weblearn.com. weblearn dot See you there.